face is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... Joe Bouchard, former member of the Blue Oyster Cult. It's a privilege to be speaking to you this evening. Um, you headed out over to the UK very soon. How excited Saturday. are you? Yes, I'm very excited. We had a, a meeting today, a Zoom meeting. We actually discussed the whole tour and really excited about uh, getting to see you guys again. Yeah, man. When was the last time you were over oh, here? Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um well, there was in the 80s, there were some tours in the 80s. Yeah. In fact, our, our tour manager, who I just met, uh, from, who's from Scotland, he saw us in 1978. Wow. At the Apollo in Glasgow. Wow. Yeah. He, and he's excited. He's now our tour manager. He can't believe yeah. it, you know. Yeah. That's amazing. I was eight years old in 1978. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you were one of those young fans. Yeah. I was one yeah, crazy absolutely. fan. Look. Ooh. I've been listening to this. Some look. enchanted evening. Yeah. Yes, it was. It Excellent. was. Excellent. I love it's that great, album. Great album. Great yeah. album. Right. It's one of my first albums I ever owned, actually. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Nice. So how happy are you now to be able to actually say you can get over here after all of this covid madness has been horrendous well you know i had covid two weeks ago oh, but no. I, I got over it yeah took all my shots uh yeah yeah did my you know but uh we were up in canada and wow. doing a short tour up there and it was great sold out shows and yeah and a lot of fun but unfortunately um in Tor- in toronto i started feeling sick and and then we had to cancel two shows. But we're going to make them up in October. Awesome. And uh, we got our, our fingers crossed that everything goes perfectly on this uh, tour. So we were discussing the COVID protocol <laughs> among uh, the veterans. And we have some young kids, too, that are opening the show. This so, First time they've been out of the country. Wow. First time, you be. know. So uh, And they're very good musicians. So it's going to be a... It's going to be a fun show. Exciting times. So what can we expect then from the show? Everything. Everything, yeah. And (laughs) we've got so many songs that, you know, we we want to do the hits. We've got to do the hits for the fans, you know, and people that might only know Don't Fear the Reaper, say, or Burning For You or Godzilla. Uh, But we also go deep tracks in some of the... Some of the heavier material, it's acoustic style. Yeah. We're going to be doing the whole thing acoustic style, but uh, some of the songs are pretty heavy, you know. Uh, uh, you know, it's going to vary from night to night. I don't think we're going to play two sets the same. Oh. Usually you start off the set with the same songs, just so we're in the groove, and then it sort of ends on the same songs. But in the middle, everything's going to change. Excellent. So, you know, <laughs> you know, we might pull out some surprises and... You know, depends on depending on the show, depending on sure. where we are, the vibe of the crowd. You know, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, bring, we've been doing this for a while, so yeah. You'll know. <laughs> be bring, bringing shed loads of merch, then, yeah. Merchandise, I've, it's already over there. It's shipped over there. They're 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 doing a, a brilliant job. The uh, the uh, the uh, promoters, the agent, uh, and our ma- and our record label. They've got T-shirts. They got posters they got cds Brilliant. and we're gonna pre-sign these we won't be able to do a meet and greet 
because right. of the, the of the current situation. But okay. we will be pre-signing right. a lot of the merchandise so people can get whatever they whatever they they like. Awesome. Well, I'll be at the Newcastle show. I really want oh, to see. I really want. To I see, love. I love Newcastle. I really want to see you in Bannermans, actually, in Edinburgh. Because I love that oh, venue. Yeah. Really oh yeah. Venue. I'm. I'm looking forward to that. That's one a too. fantastic yes. venue. I love it. Um, wow. But I think because of work and that, I'm going to probably just go to Trillions at Newcastle. Trillions. Trillions. Yeah. 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 But, oh, I remember yeah. playing at uh, what City Hall. Yeah. In 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 Newcastle and. Having some Newcastle brown ale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the strong stuff. stuff. Not the weak strong. stuff. Not the weak stuff that they send over here. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with Newcastle brown ale oh, yeah. for, for a long time. <laughs> um, I'm now drinking the non-alcoholic uh, Heineken, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite good actually. The zero. And it's actually zero percent, so it's, it's quite zero. nice. Actually. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it's just like the old days, drinking those green babies. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. Okay, then. so I'm going to ask you a little bit about Blue Oyster Cult. Looking back mm. on your career with them, is there one song that you particularly hold dearest to your mm. heart? You know, I, I would say Don't Fear the Reaper because it is a magical, magical song. And it it's done so much for us. Over the years, even when I wasn't out, went out of the band, it's just that magical song. And every time I play it, I learn something new. It's not like, you know, I, you know, some of these guys, they say, oh, I hate that hit song that we had. You know, I can't stand playing that song. Like you no, were in the Final lo- Countdown. Yeah, yeah, Final Countdown. <laughs> uh, and there, there's worse that. ones. There's worse ones than that, I'm, I assure you. But... Uh, Reaper is not one of those. It is just, I hold that very, but on the other hand, I kind of, you know, I'm thinking about Cities on Flame with rock and roll from the first album, which was an important song for us because it really broke us through. It was the first single that we put out and my brother sings it. And uh, yeah, that one kind of like, it was like the turning of the, of the tides it was the turning of the tides it was like metal but it was rock and roll you got metal you got rock and roll and they brilliant you know so that one i love too you know how how pleasing for you is it to see vinyl making a reappearance again it's so good to see that yeah 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 i've been selling some vinyl i've got a couple of my solo albums on vinyl yeah and i think my brother his album, his second uh, second album in the last two years, is a double album set with um, uh, of uh, it's called Imaginos Two Bombs Over Germany. Right. And when we're on tour, I think I, th- I think, knock on wood, they're going to have some vinyl for sale at the shows. Oh, that'd yeah. be amazing. And this will be the first vinyl, first rollout of this particular album. Wow. You know. Um, yeah, I, we we just talked about it today in our meeting, and it's going to be shipped over there. And, that sounds and, uh, great. We're uh, we're excited about that. We're doing some songs from that album, uh, the Bombs Over Germany album, and just practicing that a few minutes ago. So really, okay. yeah, great. yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. So yeah, okay. I mean, you've had an incredible career. Are you glad you started back when you did, rather than in these internet crazy days? Yeah, yeah. Uh 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's been a, it's been a, a, a tremendous journey here. Yeah. And uh, uh, I can't I can't complain. You know, um, I, I've done a lot of a lot of different things over the years, and yeah. uh, uh, this is this is a, actually a different quite a different thing coming up to actually take a tour out. That's this sort of acoustic songs and stories. Yeah. So, uh, and my brother, <laughs> you know, I've, you know, been with him all my life. Yeah, yeah, man. You yeah. know, he always comes up with a new story I've never heard before. <laughs> I'm going like, what? That's amazing. Is that really what happened? Are you, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. No, you know, and, and how, how the songs were written, you know, and the, in, the, uh, inspiration for the songs. So we can, we can, uh, we can talk. It stopped for a minute. Then I think yeah. it's the, I think it's the Russians. Oh, it's all right. It could be, could be. Yeah, those could Russian, Russian spies. They yeah. really want to know what we're doing. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So talking about stories, then, can you tell me the most outrageous thing you ever did in the name of rock and roll? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Or is it? Are you not allowed to? Well, I don't know if I, I better check with my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, let me think. Let me think. I thought it. You know, I thought one of the most outrageous tours that we ever did. The opening act was Kiss. Oh wow! And then the middle act was Nazareth. Right. And then uh, Blue Oyster Cult was the wow. headliner, and we did this for a whole summer, a whole summer, and we got to the end. I remember that there was a big party, and um, Ace Fraley decided that he was going to have a drinking game with the guys from Nazareth. <laughs> no contest. Yeah. No contest. Next thing you know, we see TVs flying out in the window into the pool. I swear. <laughs> I swear. I, I was a witness. Wow. Uh, the, you know, that. so that end of, you know, this, this that, there was a, a competition, a drinking competition. Yeah. And Ace couldn't hold up to those uh, no. those Nazareth guys. I love those guys. Did you take part as well then? Well, team? I can say I did or I didn't. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So what do you think you would have done for a job if you hadn't been a successful musician? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I always knew I was going to be a music person and i thought that i could be successful at that um you know i've done a lot of different things i worked as a uh a jazz band and yeah. and summer resort i uh played in a soul band wow. with, with horns and all kinds of stuff that was yeah. crazy uh i was in a latin jazz band that was kind of like um that's when i first learned to play bass too was in this Latin jazz band where we did Sergio Mendes, okay. Brazil 66. And we had two girl singers and they dressed up in the same outfits, yeah. had the same hair. Um, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, and then even since then, I, you know, I went to Iraq and I played uh, uh, for the uh, U.S. troops during the war. Wow. That was that was an incredible incredible yeah. thing and i didn't know what i was getting myself into right. you know my friend larry hoppin from orleans or he organized the whole thing yeah 
And we had, uh, you know, guys from Santana, singer from Santana, singer from Cool in the Gang, singer from Survivor, Orleans, Blue Oyster Cult, um, Elton John's drummer and Elton John's uh, guitar player, John Jorgensen, tremendous guitar player. So, you know, um, it was like a variety show, you know. And before I went, they sent, you get a letter. From the U.S. government that says, uh, you realize that you are uh, performing in a war zone, and if you should die, <laughs> if you should die, you cannot sue the U.S. government. Uh, well, I guess this is serious. Yeah. I guess yeah. this is serious. I must have that those papers around here somewhere. Oh, I want to dig them out someday. Yeah, man. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then I thought, well, you know, the war is almost over. This is in 2010. Yeah. And Obama, President Obama, had promised that by September, the war was ended mm-hmm. in Iraq. And But this was July. July, August, September. Okay, three months. They'll give us a pass here. They, we can go wrong, we're yeah. not going to get hit by anything, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> so, uh, and I thought, well, you know, uh, it's summertime in Iraq. I think it's pretty hot there. Yeah. Maybe we'll go to the uh, Baghdad Hilton and uh, play in the ballroom. No, no, no. We were out in the desert <laughs> on flatbed trucks in wow. these encampments, in the U.S. encampments. And every night, We'd be playing the songs in the set, you know, and everybody's going crazy because they're so happy to see something that was normal for them, you know, a rock band, a rock band in the middle of the desert. Wow. (laughs) So, uh, but every night there'd be a different soldier who would be playing the cowbell. Right. They would play the cowbell on Reaper. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a thing that's... Taken off in the culture about more cowbell. So we had a different soldier every night, and they were having the best time of their life. It was uh, it was a fantastic experience, you know. That's and, you know, good. I look back and I say, did I really do that? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, and I would do it again. I would do it again. Yeah. I, you know, if some kind of opportunity like that, you know, came up. I mean, everybody. I remember John. Who had toured with Elton John, and he tours with the the Birds, and he toured with uh, Chris Hillman, uh, great great one of my idols, and uh, but he wanted to go because you know that's you know it, that's one on your bucket list. Absolutely, so, man. Yeah. You know to play in a in the middle of a, for the troops in the war, yeah. like whoa, my God, you know. And there were there were a couple of nights we had a code red. You're yeah. supposed to go to the. You're supposed to go to the. Uh, you're supposed to go to the shelter, right? When the, when the code red, you know, but it, you know, I was too tired. I couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> Fair <enough>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what they do. <laughs> no, but luckily it was it was nothing serious. And if someone could make a film of your life, who would you choose to be you as an actor? Hmm. Hmm. Johnny Depp. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hundred times. I mean, I could say Joe Pesci. You know, Joe <laughs> Pesci. Uh, you know, hey, hey, what are you doing? You know, 
But uh, no, Johnny Depp. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, so when probably. You, so when you do get back, when you do get over to the UK and that, then so you're not even going to do meet and greets. You're just literally going to go on the stage, play, and then we, we would love to. Um, we will we will say hi to the fans, but we have to keep a distance. Okay, that's the, that's the only thing. Um, I understand that. And um, yeah, yeah, that's what we'll do. Well, at least you're going to be over here. That's great. Yeah, we're going to be over there. We'll be doing it live. There's no pre-recorded crap. (laughs) It's all live. When we make a mistake, you'll know it. Cool. Cool. That's excellent. So what would you like to be remembered for in 100 years' time, as long as Russia doesn't nuke us all? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I, I think it would be nice just to... To be mentioned as a guy who wrote a couple of good songs, you know. I got one song that was covered by Metallica, a song called Astronomy. I don't know if you know that. I do, it was yes. On a Garage Ink album. That changed my life. Right. That changed my life. And like I was I was studying I was studying um um classical contemporary composition in graduate school. And I'd just gotten my degree, my master's degree, and I was like writing music for ballet and string quartets and brass quintets and, and uh, you know, you know, uh, working on uh, sort of uh, the first time I'd ever written music that didn't have to be in a song form. Yeah. But then Metallica decided to record the song I co-wrote called Astronomy, yeah. and I said, Holy mackerel. And they ended up selling 5 million CDs, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had only one tiny little portion of that recording, <laughs> but that changed my life. Yeah, man. Because the first thing I did, I quit my day job. <laughs> I quit my day job and uh, and uh, said, I, I have to write more songs. I have to yeah. start writing more songs. And it just so happened that, that, that at about that same time, I was at a magazine store here in Connecticut where I live, and I run into Ian Hunter right. from Mata Hoople wow. at the magazine store. <laughs> I said, Ian, and we had toured back in the day, yeah. and you know, and I'd known him for years, and we covered some of his songs on uh, on Blue Oyster Cult albums, and and he was he's the nicest guy, and he says, "Well, here's my number." I said, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, he lived. He, he happened to live in the next town over from yeah. where I lived, and uh, I said, "Well, maybe I'll give you a call sometime." And then, uh, you know, after the the thing happened with Metallica, I called up Ian. And I said, "I have this thing on Monday nights uh-huh. where we go to Neil Smith's house. Neil was the drummer in Alice Cooper." Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so Neil, I knew Neil from way back. Mm-hmm. About the same time as Mata Hoople, around that that same huh. early era, and uh, and and his brother-in-law De- uh, Dennis Dunaway, um, so we had this sort of writing, a songwriting uh, session on Monday yeah. nights. So I said, Ian, you want to go to Neil's house and we'll write some songs, <laughs> and he says, Well, I'll go, you know, sure, you know. Yeah. So I I would go and pick him up. And it was about a 45-minute drive from mm-hmm. Ian's house to Neil's house. And he would start telling me stories about how he writes songs. And like, well, it's good to know. You know, I never had a songwriting teacher. Yeah. 
Wow. You know? Yeah. And uh, Ian is, you know, he's in his 80s now, still writes great music. You yeah. Know? And, um, you know, has a great band, does solo tours. and right. um, That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, so sometimes things like that just sort of happen out of the blue, you know. What song sums up how you're feeling today? I think it's this song uh, from my solo album called "My Way Is the Highway," and I feel like I'm I'm about ready to go out on the road. And that song is written about going out on the road and getting to the show, and you know, uh, you know, meeting the you know, meeting the fans, man, meeting the fans, and 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 playing the songs that make them happy, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for your time. Final words for your fans, our viewers, and listeners. No, I'm just, I'm glad that we're coming over and we're going to have a